Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Podcast with Melanie Dawn and Tanya Ryan. All right. I'm very excited to record this episode for a number of reasons, not just because I have a guest today, which stoked about, but, um, this, this podcast was inspired by the previous podcast about everyday witchery, um, which it also, um, provoked many conversations with, with friends. And, um, that was exciting for one. Um, but one conversation in particularly with, with my friend, Kira Gregory and Kira, if you are not familiar with her, she is like, well, first of all, a wonderful, amazing, very cool person with many, many talents. And I'm going to list a few care and you tell me if I've missed anything <laughs> important, but, um, so I, I do. You, okay. Cause I think you commented on my Instagram once that you identify as a hearth, witch. would you say that that is accurate? I would definitely say yes. Okay. I perfect. As a hearth, witch. okay. We've got Kira, the hearth, witch. she makes these beautiful, amazing candles, which poetically I have one burning in my room right now as we speak. And, um, the it's hearthcraft hearthcraft, right? Yeah. The candles. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then, um, she is also a Reiki practitioner and I know, cause I have felt her amazing juju <laughs> and, um, you also work in the beauty industry. So you're like, you're doing the, uh, glamor witchcraft <laughs> on, on the regular too. <laughs> Totally. <laughs> uh, do, did I miss anything? Is there anything else that I like of your skill sets? No, I think you listed all of my hats that I affectionately like to don on. <laughs> Perfect. See, you know what? Being dynamic is an important skill set in my opinion. Thank you. So Kira and I got to talking because, uh, Kira was lovely and she, she listened to my podcast, which I got to tell you guys, we, we, Melanie and I are always stoked to hear that people actually listen to us for one. Okay. That's never not cool. Mm -hmm. And then for two, I get really stoked when it's just me. Cause I'm like, it's not even like, I don't know. You're just listening to me. Just talk about myself. Like praise Jesus. Okay. But, um, <laughs> Anyways, so Kira messages me and says, Hey, I listen to this podcast. And this was a, you know, a cool point. And I can't remember exactly what you said, but we got to talking and then we talked about protection and it became this conversation. And I was like, Oh, let's do a podcast. Cause I've been meaning to talk about this anyways. Mm -hmm. What I've noticed, um, and I'm on like, so first of all, I love the TikTok app. And for a second of all, I'm totally on the witch talk realm of the TikTok app. But even if you're not on TikTok, TikTok, Oh, good God. TikTok. Um, it's all, it also comes up on reels I find, but those that are kind of, I guess, new into the world of witchcraft, I find that there's like this emphasis on protection. And I don't know if, cause there's just so many connotations with like scary things like, or that witchcraft is inherently dark or like what it is exactly, but it just feels like there's this like huge emphasis on protection. Now I don't, inherently disagree with that. I feel like it's like having a sex talk and, and encouraging people to wear condoms. Like, yes, this is a very healthy practice. Um, but the analogy that, that we came up with between the two of us was, but sometimes it's sort of like, if we think of clothing as protection for the outdoors, it's sort of like people are putting on a snowsuit to go out on a windy day. It's not always an appropriate amount of protection for what we're dealing with. So I guess today, what I hope that you can like weigh in on, uh, or like what I'm hoping we can kind of do Kira is like, we can kind of like wrap back and forth with various protection practices that we've used and why and when, and kind of like 
I'm hoping to like give people like a little pulse on like, uh, dressing for the weather, if you will, mm-hmm. like kind of like, okay, so you say I shouldn't be putting on a snowsuit to go out in the way, what should I wear out in the way? Like what kind of protections are more appropriate for what level of witchcraft I'll be doing? Um, I'm sorry. I could, I feel like I can keep talking on this. So just bear with me. And I swear to God, I'll let you talk. Um, but like, for instance, like baneful magic, if you haven't heard of this, this is like hexing and cursing that level of protection is going to require more snowsuit level versus doing a manifestation money spell. So this is kind of, I guess the, what we're talking about. So, um, I, you recently, how about let's, let's do this. Um, and you can tell as much of your story or as little as you would like to, but I know you recently did, um, you have kind of an annual practice of protecting your home. And so Mm -hmm. I would love to know what you've done in the past and what you did this year and how those are different and kind of like, why would you be cool with sharing? Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I normally do, um, Halloween's always been like my favorite time of year. I'm pretty certain since like I could voice that. Um, I've always been one of those kids that was crazy about Halloween and um, in a room full of princesses, I was legit like the gross old witch and I wasn't like a pretty witch. I loved like the uglier, gnarlier, the better. That was me. Um, so Halloween's just kind of like my season. So when I started to kind of get super comfortable with kind of practicing witchcraft outside of my brain because like you know how we we watch the movies and we we do like the read the stories and whatever we're just like ah yeah that's like I I love that um but then like actually physically practicing it I think is just like taking the training wheels off but I started doing that probably within the last five or six years I would say um being comfortable with like coming out of my head and actually physically doing it. Um, Halloween was just the time of year that I guess felt more called to do it, comfortable to do it, probably with a mixture of those two. But um, every year, Halloween time, I would collect like, I would collect ashes just from like campfires that we would have like throughout the summer because I fully think that... um, like camping, for instance, for my family, we do a lot of it and collecting like the ashes from the campfires. They hold like memories and very like powerful um, family magic, I like to call it. So like I collect like some from the campfires and matches burnt from lighting candles and just kind of odd stuff like that. And I would do kind of just like a little mini ritual, I guess one could say. And I'd mix it with salt as kind of like one does. If you kind of look up like witchcraft 101, everything kind of starts with salt. Um, And I'd mix all that stuff in and I just kind of say whatever was on my mind or my heart. And I would always go outside and I used to just kind of sprinkle it on my lawn um, on Halloween night while just kind of envisioning like this protective bubble over my home. And yeah, I would do that. And then my family kind of started, like my husband and kids would start like saving things of their their themselves, like candles. My daughter loves candles, obviously. So she would save like her trimmed little wicks. And so everybody would kind of put their own pieces into it and we'd collect it throughout the year. And Halloween would be the year that we would put it outside our home. And um, the pandemic, for some reason, I think everybody kind of found like inner magic or inner self that everybody kind of started practicing something along those lines and that's when I really started to kind of get into it 
And I do now like this full thing where it's like I walk around my house um, a certain amount of times and I actually have like sigils that I've made that are specific for my family. And um, I would, in the ashes that have been collected throughout the years, I do like little sigils on like our fence post. Um, my kids will go and just draw symbols or whichever um, on our driveways in like, you know how you make your kids like homemade bubbles, mm -hmm. like in squirt bottles. Yeah, they would go and do that and do that on the driveway. And yeah, it just became like this, this yearly thing that my family now really looks forward to doing on that night. And it's kind of like how we close Halloween, like when we're wrapping up the trick-or-treaters or whatever we go out and we do our thing and it just yeah kind of sets the tone for the rest of the year I feel I love that mm -hmm. um I was it's some something you said about bubbles actually struck a chord and this might maybe even start the conversation with the various types of clothing <laughs> we can wear yeah. um but I recently learned that and if you don't know, this is actually like really cool, but bubbles, uh, mosquitoes don't like them. And oh. so, uh, so you can, so, so I saw this video and this, it was this woman sitting on her porch with a bubble machine. That's just like blowing out these beautiful bubbling, uh, or bubbles. And it's like, uh, very early in the morning. Cause the sun's kind of hitting a certain way and she's out there drinking her coffee and she's like, uh, bubbles keep mosquitoes away. And now I can enjoy my coffee in peace. And so it made me think like, because intention is such a powerful part of practice. It's not the only part, but it's really powerful that even that having like a bubble machine could be a light layer form of protection, right? Cause Absolutely. it's so, um, basically I wanted to, to say that if you were doing, say you did have a morning ritual and it was, um, maybe you are out there drinking your coffee and maybe you are journaling or writing your manifestations, then maybe you do have your like bubble machine going and this could be a little literal or figurative, <laughs> um, but have your bubbles going and that's maybe your, you know, light protection sort of thing. I think, um, because when we deal with protection like Fort Knox, it's not very breathable and it makes it really hard for things to get in or out. Um, and just like a little asterisk on that too is to make sure that you do, if you are doing heavy duty protections that you cleanse prior to your, <laughs> yeah. prior to your protection because you are locking things down and that can lock things in just as much as anything. So, Absolutely. um, yeah. So make sure. And, and the other thing I've noticed too, is sometimes people will be using protections, but what they really need is grounding. Um, mm -hmm. so it's basically like, uh, it is to me like almost like a form of, of cleaning. Um, it's like check, check the corners and, and that kind of thing. So protection should be a step, but not maybe the only step or, um, cause I've, I've heard about people saying, well, I went and did this thing, uh, especially like, um, retreats or, or things where there's like a lot of yeah. psychics or energy or, you know, well, something, you know, followed me home and it's like, okay, fair. It, it may. And now I need to like protect my home. It's like, well, mm -hmm. you definitely, but you might need to ground. Like maybe you weren't grounded because you were so energetically active during this weekend that it just grounding would get you back into your own space. And then anything Absolutely. that's not supposed to be attached to you will, you know, find its way back to its original space. Um, so grounding it's, it's kind of like 
doing a light practice and like, um, actually, okay. If we're going to go back to the, the clothing and the weather analogy, it's kind of like zip on a light coat, check the weather, be like, am I going to be warm enough? Step outside. Like it, maybe my problem solved. Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. And I think it's like a little bit of a practice until you can, (laughs) you get to a point in your practice where you can kind of like look outside and go, ah, it looks like a cold day today. <laughs> I better wear this jacket. Cause in previous experiences, this is the jacket that worked for me. Exactly. Um, and I think, yeah, while you're, you know, if you identify as a noob, then perhaps, yeah, it's not a bad idea to be a little bit more like over-equipped than, mm-hmm. than to be under-equipped. But I don't know. Um, in my experience, and this is mine and it is limited and I am one person, but in my experience, I haven't had anything like attach itself or come through or, you know, be in my space without my consent that was not a solvable problem. So even if something does kind of infiltrate your, you know, protection spaces, it's usually a solvable problem problem. Um, and I find just like uh, when we grew up and we wouldn't hang our foot, I mean, we're, we're grown up. We probably still don't do this, but hang your foot over the end of the bed. Right. Like you're like, nah, (laughs) Oh, I'm hot. No, I'm not. (laughs) Yeah. Um, there's a lot that your brain can do to kind of perpetuate the issue too. So if you feel like you got something going on, but your brain can hype that and that feeds that energy too. So sometimes even just getting in your in the way of the hype can mm-hmm. solve the problem too. Anyways, I hope that makes sense. But um, I'll share one of my annual uh, protection practices. That's pretty, pretty simple. I think I mentioned it in the other podcast, but I'll do so in a more detailed way. But I do this at the, um, the autumn equinox is all, it's a really, really great time to go foraging for herbs because everything has usually gone to seed by that point. So everything is pretty safe. Um, make sure that you are doing, um, oh, I saw the greatest word for this, but it was basically like, do your research on how to harvest herbs mm-hmm. in a, in a like in a way that's safe and uh, sustainable for the environment. Yeah. Um, but again, fall is a really great time because everything's usually had a chance and I, well, it's equinox, but, um, usually this year has been exceptional as far, but usually it's a little cooler <laughs> at this time. And things are really kind of like almost dying off, but they're, they were on like the fifth wave of like yeah. things going to seed. And I'm like, okay, hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> There's been like a 30 degree day in October. I was blown away. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, I'll go and collect herbs, uh, in there. I have a specific place that is meaningful to me and I'll go there and collect everything that I like and enjoy. And, um, and then I take it home and I make myself like a little witch's broom. And I think it's called a, a besom. Did we, is that what we I think I've always known it as a besom. Yeah. I don't know. There might be, it's like one of those words that I think everybody has their own pronunciation of, but this I, is a problem. I know it is like when you're, when you do like a lot of self-learning and you just read things right. and then you have to go say it out loud. You're like, ah, oh, I don't know how to say that out loud. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, anyways, Which I make I this totally little, called it that. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, and, and if someone says they haven't, they're a liar. Absolutely. <laughs> um, 
so uh it's basically it's it's uh herbs tied around a twig and it looks like a witch's broom so pretty pretty straightforward but they're quite uh, i mean well i don't know i'd go for aesthetic so i make mine to look quite pretty or it looks pretty to me i should say uh and what i will do also is tie in uh because i sometimes use ribbon or things that i just also have lying around my house um, and I'll tie it together and, um, I'll write on the ribbon, the intentions for what I want this to accomplish. So it that. is protection based. Um, and I often, uh, I shouldn't even say often, I think everyone I've ever made has sage in it, which sage mm -hmm. is uh, nice for the protection, um, uh, property. Um, and then I'll write down other things. So for instance, uh, one year I made two and I made a really small one and I made a fair sized one. Uh, the bigger one went above my front door. That's my main entrance. That's how people come in and out of my house. And so that had the bigger job and it was the bigger broom. And then the other one I put, um, above my kitchen window and my kitchen is kind of what I associate as my family. Like that's, it's the, literally the hearth of my home. And so it was kind of, its intention was definitely protection, but in more of like a health and warmth and joy and connection and healthy communication. And so protecting us like from our own conflict is sort of the intention of the little broom. And then the big broom's intention was protection from anything coming into the house that, you know, might not be welcome. And this can be a physical or non-physical element. And, um, another thing I like to kind of explain as far as, um, protection around my home, uh, the vibe is I kind of like jokingly have an energetic bouncer at my door mm -hmm. and my energetic bouncer is like, here's what the vibe of the home is. And it's like, my bouncer is responsible for being like, you must be this tall to ride the ride. They're like, they're checking people at the door and it's kind of like the guidelines of our home. And so in this home, we strive for healthy communication. We strive for compassion. We strive for, um, loving one another and caring about one another's needs. We like, and, and kind of, a baseline for what I invite into my home. And it's sort of like, if you are not this tall, if you do not adhere to said guidelines, then you're going to get bounced or you're just not welcome in. So if someone is candid, like forthcoming, I guess about their intentions. So if you were going to come and rob my home or whatever, um, that's not, doesn't align with the vibe. Um, so in theory, you would not feel compelled to come in. Mm -hmm. It is in theory, like if my protection's working and I like knock wood here. Cause I don't want to, <laughs> have you ever seen like your stuff in action? No. Do you tell me a story? Have you, I've never seen, like, I would love to say and lie out my teeth being like, yeah, this person walked up to my house and they totally like rebounded like matrix style, <laughs> but no, I've seen somebody be very physically uncomfortable, like very fidgety and, and whatnot. And like this person in my life, um, was kind of just like a sketchy person anyways. Um, I can't remember why they were coming over, but they were just very, just uncomfortable. And like, you could see it. And my husband was just like, what gives? And I actually didn't put two and two together until I actually think it was like weeks later where mm -hmm. I was like, Hmm, I kind of wonder if that was like my vibe that I set up and you know, that, like you said, you must be this tall to come into this vibe. And 
if that was it in action. But in my, in my heart, I totally think that that's what it was. They were uncomfortable. They didn't want to be there because energetically something was telling them you're not cool to be in this space right now. Oh my God. I love that. I'm going to like scroll through my brain and consider certain humans that have been in my space where I'm like, I feel like you are not high enough to ride the ride and yet you're in here. But yeah, and assess like, I wonder how comfortable they were. Mm -hmm. Um, I, uh, oh, I had an idea and it just like plopped out of my head. Come on brain. You're better than this. Mm Oh, oh, that's what it was. Okay. So I had someone in my house who I, I like, I like, but I was also like, I love you and go home now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Those are the real people. You know who your real friends are, by the way, when you're just like, I adore you, but I would like you to leave. <laughs> and this person was tricky because like, I'm totally cool. Like if you live locally and I'm like, I love you and I need you to go home. I'm totally comfortable to tell you, yeah. I love you and I need you to go home. But this person lived in another city. So they were actually staying with us. And I was kind of like, it's time for you to go home. <laughs> and they did, they were a little bit, I'm usually, I'm usually more uh, clear in communicating how long someone's staying for and, and creating that expectation so that this doesn't happen, but I missed it this time. And, uh, and so I'm like, okay, it's time we're done here. (laughs) And, um, so I guess this can be a form of like protection. It's more of like intervention protection, but let's, (laughs) let's talk about it. Uh, so what I did was I had a little black candle and I carved, uh, their name on it and something along the lines of it's time to go, or I don't know, but I sat with the candle, uh, like clarified that intention and, by the time that candle was burnt down, they're like, well, I'm going to get packed up and da, da, da. And I was like, oh, darn, are you? Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. you know, let's not underestimate the power of a black candle, a little 50 cent black candle. Uh, so highly recommend that one. Um, and then I've heard, I haven't tried this one, uh, but I also don't have a broom that I've assigned this, uh, intention because my actual functional house broom is too gross for me to give it too many jobs. But, um, (laughs) I've heard that positioning the broom bristle side up can get people to go like unwanted house guests. You can kind of like that they'll, they'll leave shortly. Um, and then, Oh, I also wanted to talk about, um, I might have to come back to this because I don't know if I have the way to articulate this, but when, when you're assigning jobs for, for items or candles, and I said, intention is not the only part of the equation that there's like a little bit more, um, like I want to get into a conversation about correspondence and tethering. And, um, there's a, there's actually a chick I follow on TikTok, and she's, she's so rad. Her name's Ambrosia, the witch little controversial, uh, but I quite enjoy the controversy, but she actually has such a great tutorial on, um, on tethering and, oh God, what was the other word I used? It starts with a C. Corresponding. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> anyways, I, uh, but she just does a really, really good an activation. So if she kind of, she said at one point, she's basically like, if you do not activate like if you don't have an activator in your 
spell casting, then it doesn't, you could have intention all the live long day, but it doesn't, it's not going to do anything. Um, and so, and spit is apparently a really good activator. So there you go. But remember everybody, uh, spit is central around you because of your DNA. So just caution if you're using spit on any kind of like especially baneful magic basically so like yeah. it's because it doesn't go outward it goes inward so just be mindful of that but it is a good activator so i'll on maybe i'll do another podcast on activators and we'll talk more about that That'd but be wicked yeah i feel like i need uh i need to do a little bit more research before i would actually share it because again the way i've I heard practice, so many things about like using pieces of you in like rituals or spell work or whatever i myself i could probably count on like one hand how many times i've done it because i actually read something that kind of like hit home that if you believe in that kind of stuff and every time you put a piece of you in it you have to remember you're putting a piece of you in it and like essentially it's like you're taking a piece of you so if you do it a lot you might be losing quite a bit of yourself so i always like keep that mentally in mind oh if interesting that's like your your thing yeah that's fascinating see and that's funny because any piece i've used so about i'm bouncing back you please also know i do this respectfully it's just like who i am as a person absolutely so, <laughs> but i'm like anything i've ever used is like infinite like fingernails hair and spit i mm -hmm. continuously am generating them mm -hmm. so i'd also like argue that they are regenerated completely i've, and, I've used hair yeah before. um but also they're like just low-key gross so you know just like that that too <laughs> yeah, there's just like the human factor that pops in every now and then. <laughs> like oh yeah by the way my fingernails and that that's not weird okay um okay uh let's see what are some like I wanted to just cover like some tangible like basics for because this is all fun to talk about conceptually like I think it's good to mm -hmm. I I just don't want to bring any like anything in with like a um yeah here here's a concept of like careful not careful but like be just know that there's like different varietals of protection and then someone's mm -hmm. sitting there going like yeah okay but like give me something um so i want to just like kind of i guess give some examples of you know i guess lighter protection to heavier and i'll, I'll try to do this in order but it probably won't work out that way i'm just going to do it as it occurs to me but um something that can be a really really great way to um to me, this works almost like a sponge of, and um, this would be, so this would be a light protection works like a sponge to absorb negative energy would be placing a bowl of salt somewhere. Mm -hmm. And if you don't want to just have a bowl of salt sitting somewhere that does not feel aesthetic to you, because I'm all about like, yeah, do it, but make it pretty, you know, um, is okay. I put a bowl of salt with a candle in it. So the salt is kind of like my sand, if you will. And then I place a candle in my salt. Um, plus I also feel like the candle charges the salt and kind of keeps that going. I totally agree. Um, but yeah, bowl of salt will work as like kind of a negative energy, um, absorber. So that's not like a nice light protection. Um, I've also heard again, cleansing first. So using Sage Palo Santo, um, you don't have to smoke cleanse. You could spray cleanse. I talked about that in the everyday ritual podcast. You can make a spray out of essential oils that you could use to cleanse. 
Um, you can also energetically cleanse. So if you, um, it's more of a visualization, but basically you can kind of like simply energetically cleanse. You could sound cleanse, like take a bell or snap your fingers, clap your hands. There's so many various ways to cleanse. So that's probably another podcast in and of itself. Um, but cleanse first. Um, but you can also use salt at doorways, like just to mm-hmm. do, and this people, this doesn't have to be like a snail trail visible either. It can like, <laughs> like this, it can be like a, a, like a, like an invisible line of salt at the doorways. Um, okay. That would be a light one. Uh, if you have any, just interject at any time. Yeah. Um, I'll think what too. What else do I do? I do I, like the sprinkling of like the salt, like honestly, exactly what you said. Uh, you don't need like a snail trail. It's like, it's visible, like out of like hocus pocus or supernatural, just like <laughs> a little, you know, couple little shaky shakes at the door frame, I think does wonders. Um, there's things like witches bells, you hang them on your doorknob. So every time somebody comes in, it kind of just like cleanses them as they walk in. Oh, um, yeah. so it kind of like yeah. pairs up with your, your sound cleansing. I think sound cleansing is so underrated. I think everybody automatically, because they can visibly see the smoke, they love doing smoke cleansing. I just um, think we're all like pyros. That's really what, that's why we like light it on fire. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Um, and I also think it should be said too that if one cleansing, I was always taught to like open a window because if you're like, Mm -hmm. you know, sweeping up and kind of energetically getting all this stuff floating in the air, where's it going to go? So like opening a window, um, I was always taught so that it can kind of like float out of there. Um, I like doing sprays on my kids' beds every once in a while. Yep. Um, Lavender can be a, uh, I think you had talked about it too. Lavender can be a a real good, gentle cleansing, like a nurturing cleanse Mm -hmm. and protection too. Yep. Yeah. I I always gravitate towards like crystals too, if that's like your thing. Um, There's like various things. You put crystals in like certain corners of your, your house and that is such a cool world. I haven't really dived into that. I don't know. I think you and I had talked about, you had started to like go into like crystals and where to put them in your home. And it creates like this crazy vortex of something. Was it you and I that was talking about that? I don't, I don't think so. I have to remember. I'm sorry if that person's listening and they're screaming, that was me, but that was a really <laughs> cool conversation. I wish I could recall it appropriately. <laughs> I. I also, the crystals in your bra, let's not underestimate the power of crystals in your bra. Absolutely. Um, Well, or your pocket if those of us that don't have as big of bra sizes, but But it's, I don't know. It's like a dirty little secret when it goes in your bra. It's just like, and it's closer to your heart that way, you know? Yeah. Uh, My candles also (laughs) reminding me like, hello. (laughs) So I have a protection based candle. (laughs) And the, the funny thing is, is that it's actually usually the flame is white low like it burns very slowly and it's so bright right now and um I usually take the slow burn to basically mean like I don't got much to do here (laughs) it's Mm kind of like my job is very straightforward right now it's pretty simple um so yeah pretty much um so protection candles are a thing so any kind of candle that is uh either you intention it or you purchase it with said intention um again shameless plug for Kira's amazing candles (laughs) Um, 
And so you can definitely use a candle. The other thing, uh, this one's a little bit more ballsy if you need a greater protection. Uh, and I really can't. Uh, so when we think of angels, I think, think people think of them as like light and fluffy, but you can call in Archangel Michael, but we need to understand that Archangel Michael is like heavy duty vibes. Like, badass. Very much so. Um, so if you're going to call in Archangel Michael, that's cool, but that's, you're doing that because you are that that's a higher level of protection. So we don't call in Archangel Michael to pro protect us from like the sniffles or, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something small. You don't want to protect Just against, like a, but a fluffy, bad vibe. Like he's like, bad vibes. There he's a go. warrior, man. If you have like a warrior level situation, like a lot of people, um, I just recently started kind of getting into the whole, the archangel stuff. And it's so funny. Again, you and I, we always align ourselves, <laughs> um, just recently, like was reminded, um, that like Archangel Michael, while he was like, you know, the favorite of God and whatnot, but he was also like the God of war, like he, or the angel of war. He mm -hmm. did not mess with him. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's heavy duty. So I, I have called an Archangel Michael when I notice I, if I feel like there's something in my house that I don't want there. Uh, and, and it just doesn't feel like I haven't, Oh, one time. Okay. I have like one story, but anyways, for the most part, I've had pretty bland experiences. So, uh, but it doesn't mean I don't get in my head sometimes, or I'm like, Oh, there's just something in here and I can't shake it. And so I will try to energetically clear first. So I'll energetically clear my space myself with the, the power that I feel I have. And if it doesn't feel like it's shaking it, that's when I'll call in Archangel Michael. Cause the energy that I use also feels like a pretty strong, um, like push for, uh, clearing. Like I would say that's a, to me, that feels like a more powerful clearing and that type of clearing. I feel like, I don't know if I could instruct in a podcast. Um, so maybe, I don't know, Google energetic clearing, um, or find something that kind of works for you. Um, but yeah, I'll call Archangel Michael when I'm feeling unsettled, I guess, mm -hmm. by something that might be in my home. And, um, if he's very efficient, <laughs> yes. Uh, a wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. If you will. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and it, it, and just, uh, just calling in respectfully and thanking respectfully and just knowing what you're calling in is, is pretty, pretty heavy duty. Um, and then Fort Knox style protection. I feel like there's a lot of material out, out there for that. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I, I don't know if that's just hyped or, or what, but, um, it's even, I, I feel like you can do this even if like whatever you are using is your protection method. So even if, so let's say you identify as a baby, witch or a noob or a newer practitioner, whatever you want to refer to yourself, rookie, whatever you want to refer to yourself as, um, I want you to like, whatever you are doing for protection, imagine what it looks like. So what imagery bring, does it bring to mind? What does it make you think of? What does it remind you of? And that will give you a clear idea of the level of protection you are like instilling around yourself. So if you put Fort Knox around yourself, there you go. That's what you, mm -hmm. that's what you've got. But Fort Knox, like if you've ever been in a prison or 
you know, any type of Institute that has a lot of protection methods, you cannot get in or out easily. Like you, so getting in is hard. Getting out is hard. Like there it's the, even the secure people, like the policemen and the guards and the officers, they have a lot of protocol to get, they, they have to do to get in and out as well. So you're, mm -hmm. you're making energy flow a little bit stiffer when you're doing that. So again, if you're doing a manifestation money spell and you're putting Fort Knox around it, it's not probably going to be this nice flood of income that you're hoping for. <laughs> it's going to kind of stunt that. So I guess like if you're going to do some sort of man or love, nah, not love spell, I'm not a fan, but that's okay. I'm just imposing mm. my opinion. So don't do that Tanya. <laughs> neutral space. Okay. So, but pretend you are calling in love or relationship or self-love. There we go. I love that one. Um, again, Fort Knox, not going to be super appropriate. Um, and instead of what I like to do with those ones is like any type of protection mechanism that feels more like a filter filter out like, like a colander. Oh, that was yeah. your analogy. That wasn't was it? it? Yeah. Yes. Like okay. Colander. It lets and, stuff in, but not very much. Yeah. Like you block out kind of the big chonkies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the dirty nasties. That yeah, stuff you, you, you get the stuff you want. All right. Well, I hope that that like gives people kind of a leg to stand on. Oh, oh, another one that is so, so powerful, uh, in my opinion, anyways, is, is prayer. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I feel like to me, the word prayer should be non-denominational, but, um, mm -hmm. and so I use it as such, but, um, hopefully that's taken that way. Another one is, uh, this one is, I think this can actually range in, in, in protection density, if you will, is envisioning a bubble of light around someone. I think that that can be quite, um, uh, that can be ranged from like light to dense protection levels, uh, depending on how you are visualizing it. And again, that's mm -hmm. like in the eye of the beholder, so to speak. Um, so prayer accompanied with that bubble is something that I do with my family on an, on a pretty much a nightly basis as I just imagine each of my family members in their safe bubble and I pray, um, on them and for them. And then I'm trying to remember to do myself when I do that. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? I mean, it's not funny, but like ironic that we always I think something, there was something that actually brought my attention. I think it was actually our mutual friend, Shelly, who she was like, yeah, make sure, you know, you're including yourself in these words of love and protection and everything like that. And like, I had to sit back and go, well, hot damn, definitely <laughs> have not been doing that as of late. Um, which kind of also brings me to like my next little, if you're doing like a protection spell, um, and exactly how you said, how like, be careful if you're blocking stuff from coming in, stuff going out, you yourself have to also be in a very good frame of mind, because if you are, if you're not in a good place and kind of like checking in with yourself, you're kind of like, it's like having a, a moldy fruit in a Ziploc bag stuff's going to grow inside. If you're not in a good mind frame and, and checking in with yourself, like the self-care and the self-love and making sure that you're vibrationally also well, um, that's going to affect the inside of your, your bubble for sure. Oh my God. That's such a good analogy. I love that so much. <laughs> I like analogies. It's me too. I'm such a visual person. Oh my gosh. Analogies are my love language. I think. Yes. <laughs> Okay. Well, I hope 
that gives us like, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to touch on. There's, there are probably other methods of te- uh, protection and I should have made like a little list to be more comprehensive. If I can think of any more, maybe I'll post them in like the text. Um, I love you. That's a good one. Oh, that is a good one. Every or be safe. I tell them, I tell my family when they leave to be safe. Like yeah. Jesus. Your little, um, like you said, prayer, it's your little thing. Yeah, absolutely. Mantra kind of, uh, mm-hmm. kind of a deal. Words are spells. Yes, absolutely. Uh, do you have anything you want to add? I don't think so. I could, I could talk about this for hours, man. Like you said, analogies, love language. It's, it's infinite. I love this subject. Oh my gosh. Me too. Okay. Well, maybe we'll just have to do it again sometime. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, we'll, we'll wrap it at that. And thanks so much for being here, Kara. Can you please tell me, um, your website, how we can get in touch with you, social media handles. Like if I want to follow Kara and all the magical, amazing things that she's doing, please tell me how I can do that. Uh, yeah. So my website is www.thehearthcraft.com. Um, I basically, that's like my candle business and I am kind of breaking into bath rituals because it was something that I wanted to do for eons and it got put on hold because life. Um, so lots of cool stuff will be coming up there and I have a whole bunch of stuff that'll be happening and protection based too, which is kind of ironic. And for social media, my Instagram is at the underscore hearthcraft. I think that's what it is. Um, but that's my, my main one where I post all this kind of good stuff. Love it. Well, thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. Thanks for chatting with me. And thanks anyone and everyone who listens to this podcast. I appreciate you so, so very much. If you are interested in getting in touch with us, uh, we really like comments and feedback and basically just anything you have to say, even if you didn't like something, like we're really open to all the things. Um, so if you want to get in touch with us, you can hit us up at this, uh, it's not the, I took the, the out of it at spiritual Balance podcast. I was trying to make it smaller because the handle, you know, Instagram. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shorter is nice. Anyways, at Spiritual Boss Podcast um, on Instagram. You can also reach Melanie at uh, the Melanie Dawn, and Tanya is at Tanya Ryan XO. And then we can also be reached by email, spiritualbosspodcast at gmail.com. So please feel welcome to get in touch with us and give us comments and feedback. Have a wonderful day. Be safe. Make good choices. Peace in. Peace out.